Stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome to one of my favorite months, October. So many things in season now. Rifle season, fishing still going, duck season. Man, there's just so much happening at this point of the year. So excited about it. We've got a lot of stuff to cover today as far as safety, being prepared when you go out into the field, what you need to take in the field. Uh, we went fishing this week. We'll talk about the low water levels. And our friend Jesse came in a few weeks ago and was telling us about her preparation for her hunt. Well, her hunt's over. She was successful. We'll talk to Jesse in just a little bit on the program. If you've missed any of the shows, you can go listen on demand 24 7 inside the My Country 95.5 app. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Here we go. My Country 95.5. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. All right, Janet, uh, we're to that point. October is here. Hunting seasons are all open. There's rifles being taken out. There's elk and deer and antelope and about anything and everything you can hunt is in season. That's right, Drew. It has been fantastic so far. We've had really great weather. People are getting out and having successful hunts. Whether you're looking for a blend game birds or big game, it is seasons are on. Yeah, and, and that's we kind of don't really talk about uh, the upland game after we get into the, the elk and antelope and deer, but that's all up and, and running as well. So you can do some what, some uh, dove and pheasant and all that. Exactly. Lots of dogs are really happy this time of year. This is when they actually get to get out and get all birdie and do their little dance and show people where the birds are. So it's it's pretty fun time of year. So, yeah, don't forget about checking your regulations, Drew. I mean, um, some birds start in September, start some in October and some in November. So, you know, the duck seasons, you have open seasons and closure, closures for ducks and geese. So just you know, make sure you check your regulations on opening dates and make sure you have your license and your stamps for those critters you got to go hunting after. So when it comes to that type of hunting, uh, the weather is a really big concern because you have really two different monsters there. You have the, the early season weather and then the later season weather. Uh, and now we're to the point where who knows what the weather's going to be. You, you and I have been talking about the weather for 10 minutes and it's changed three different times. But one of the things, Drew, that I know we continually harp on this and have mentioned it no less than one time for the last four weeks that we've been talking is safety and safety that revolves around that weather that you're talking about. Um, not even in relation to bird hunting or all of those sorts of things. This time of year, weather changes. As we all know, wait five minutes. The weather's going to be different in Wyoming. That's what we always say, and it's it's a reality. And people need to be prepared for that. And there's lots of things that they can do, especially if you're going out deep into the back country, where you know you got to be prepared. Even if you're not planned on staying a day or two, you have to be prepared to at least an overnight stay. Absolutely. And, and some of the things that we suggest, Drew, are to make sure that you, I know this sounds like common knowledge, but make sure that you're checking the weather in your destination, right? So let's say you live in Casper and things are looking pretty sweet, but you're headed up to um, Jackson Hole to hunt on the elk refuge. 
and things may not be as lovely there as they are here and you get up there and maybe you don't have the equipment that you need to be safe in the outdoors for the weather that is expected. Make sure that you have the right equipment, the right boots, the right clothes, that you're dressed in, you know, what everybody suggests, you're wearing wool and not cotton, those sorts of things um, really are important as you get ready for hunting seasons. You and I have talked about, oh, last year I know we talked about for sure, there are certain electronics and pieces of equipment that you can take with you to make sure that you know exactly where you're at. And if you get into trouble, that can, can help you out. And it's important that you know how to use all of those that equipment too. You know, I think the first step is making sure that somebody that is not with you knows where you're going. You know, like, hey, I'm going to be camping at Porcupine Campground and I expect to be back to my campsite every night at 5 p.m. and I'll be home to see you on Thursday night. There are fantastic tools that are available. Like here in Natrona County, our Natrona County Sheriff's Office worked really um, you know, really hard for a grant along with our 911 system to join an app called Backcountry SOS that allows kind of this, you can send a text to, and it goes directly to 911. And so sometimes, as we know, when we're in the backcountry, you only have a, you know, a bar or two and you can't make that phone call out, but you can text. And by using this app, Backcountry SOS, if you're in Albany County, Carbon County, Natrona County, Park County, Sweetwater, or Teton, it works in with all of those 911 systems and you can get emergency help. And, and as we've talked about before, and Brian can jump in as well, it gives a GPS location. It automatically tells people directly where you are. And so that that is really great. And for those of us that don't like to be tracked, it's not something that tracks you. If the app is not on at all times only when you need it. And of course, uh, GPS systems are available readily. I mean, if you go to Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, there's a whole cabinet dedicated to that. So whatever uh, detail you want to get in on that. So it really is a, a, a good idea to make sure you even have, you know, dialed in to where you're going to be. Don't forget about um, even more common sense. Just bring somebody with you. Having two of you there, the buddy system, you know, helps out a lot. Keep each other company. And like I say, if you do get lost or stranded, um, having two of you there makes a lot more, you know, reliable on survival and all that kind of stuff. But just being prepared. I mean, even this weekend, being wet, rainy, being up on the bighorns, slide off the road, end up in the ditch, and you're going to be there for a while. It's a lot better to have two of you there than just yourself. Uh, bring a buddy with you. I mean, um, hunting's a lot better when you have somebody, a friend with you anyway. Definitely safety, a major concern. And Jana, I know we've been talking a lot with Dan Thompson over the last couple of weeks about uh, bears. And uh, matter of fact, uh, I've heard this morning alone that uh, one hunting trip of four or five days was a 16 grizzly bear encounter week. So wow. the bears are out and they're, they're moving this time of year. And of course, you can go back uh, on demand and listen to the last couple of weeks. And we talk a lot about bear and being prepared for bears uh, at the My Country 95.5 app. All right, let's be safe and uh, have a very successful hunting season. Thanks, Drew. See you, Drew. To Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. Well, Brian, you can feel the excitement in the air around Casper and, and the central Wyoming area with all of the hunting in. Uh, you and I were just talking about elk season and rifle season and 
Uh, even duck season is coming in. I mean, we, this is a big good time. Oh man, there's if you're if you're uh, into the outdoors, fishing and hunting, this is the time of year. I mean, not, not only is the fishing good on the reservoirs and the rivers, we've got some bird seasons opening up. We've got duck and goose open for a couple weeks on this first split. There's some grouse, there's sage grouse, there's blue grouse, there's, I think, dove season still open. Uh, the bird farmers running pheasants and chuckers. I mean, there is plenty to do. If you say that you can't find anything to do here right now, there's something wrong. You are not looking. <laughs> well, you haven't been in the Rocky Mountain Discount Sports because you walk in and you see the blaze orange. When I walked in today, that's one of the first signs that you know that hunters are, are getting ready to head out. Yeah, a lot of our big uh, big game seasons, rifle seasons, are just starting to open up this week. And obviously safety is important and making sure you've got your blaze orange and your required amount and uh, that kind of stuff. And we're, uh, we're ready to go. How do you feel with uh, the ammo levels? I know you had talked a couple of weeks ago that things were getting a little bit better, but I'm sure that people have been in to, to raid the shelves. Oh, yeah. The... Um, Rifle ammo in general is getting better, but we're still not where we need to be. Uh, certain calibers like 300 Win Mag and 7 Mag, which are probably two of the most popular you know, elk cartridges, those are still extremely hard to get. You and uh, I talked last year when you know we were trying to figure out what was going to happen for the next season, and you even mentioned at that point that it's a good time to get to know a buddy that has, <laughs> has some ammo and you know maybe do some trading. Yeah, you know, we're, and we have a lot of people that just come through on a weekly basis looking for ammo and, you know, got even some, some friends that are looking for ammo. And I shoot a three hundred myself, and I said, well, if you get in a bind, you know, I probably have a box at the house. I'm not I'm not hunting elk this year. And, oh, no, no, I have plenty, right? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we just kind of get into this, this uh, mentality that we have to, you know, keep stocking up and stockpiling that ammo. But it is going to get better, and we are seeing it get better. So I don't think it's any need to, you know, get crazy about it. So you mentioned a, a couple of different calibers, good elk hunting. If someone is is looking for an alternate to one of those calibers what would be a good suggestion for them yeah ammo that's available right now um starting with like you know 243 65 creedmoor has been uh pretty uh consistent with shipping uh 65 prc 300 prc uh 308 uh those calibers have, have all been pretty plentiful so if you're looking, maybe you do have, uh, you know, the 300s or, you know, something like that. You need to get a new rifle because you can't find any ammo. You might as well come in here, too. Yeah, we have a lot of people shopping uh, for firearms just based on what we have uh, for ammo available. So uh, that's kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, uh, we, we've got a lot that can take care of customers. And who doesn't need a good rifle once in a while, right? Well, whoever says no on another gun. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you never can have too many. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're talking a lot about the, the rifle seasons and things. And a lot of that, you have to go on quite the hike or quite the pack in to, uh, to do that. And you guys have a pretty good situation when it comes to any camping or, or hiking gear. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this last week we saw a little bit of change in the weather. So things are starting to cool down. The The ground's getting a little more muddy. We got a little more moisture in the air. So making sure that, you know, you, you've got a good set of boots and that those boots are, you know, have the right uh, water sealant. And if you've got an old pair of boots, you know, make sure that those are uh, being taken care of as well. You did mention the rain and, and cold. If you do have an old pair, what's the best way to, to get those up, up to par? You know, because if you have your favorite pair, you've broke 
soaking those in, I mean, what's what's a good idea for them? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, aftermarket kind of water sealants, you know, the old snow seal, and, and even like Kenetrex makes their own version. But, uh, you know, it just uh, depends on the type of material, whether you've got, you know, the nylon or, or leather boots, that type of stuff. There's different products that are, that are good for each one of those to keep them water, waterproofed. And what I like about Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is you can get all that here. We got it all. Get over here and check it out before you head out on that big hunt. Get in hunting outdoors. My country, 95.5. So, Brian, you know, you and I went out this week and headed down to Glendo to do some fishing for, well, really whatever we could catch because, you know, it had been a while since we'd been out on the water and the water didn't treat us very good. Well, it was a bright, sunny day, not very much wind. Uh, yeah, we both got a little bit of sun on the face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just never know. I mean, it's 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 fishing. I mean, it's just like hunting. You know, we, had, we gave ourselves the opportunity and... We did catch a few fish. Uh, we moved around quite a bit. Was lucky to catch one one decent fish. Yeah, I still think that that was rigged somehow. <laughs> somehow, you're on the boat. You yeah. watched me cast it. Yeah. And you think it's to, somehow. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> one of the things that I, I really noticed is, you know, we went through bait a lot. Like, we switching out the bait and everything before we really hit. And that's kind of what you got to do at this point. Yeah, and we talked a lot about trusting electronics, you know. And we were kind of playing around with the, the new um, hummingbird live imaging type stuff. And we could definitely watch our, our jigs and look. And we'd have fish that would turn and go look at our jig and then they would turn and go the other way so but we knew that there was fish there just because you see fish doesn't mean they're always they're always eating you know we went mid-morning late morning and it seems when we got there the bite was a little better than it did it progressed during the afternoon yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before. You know, there's always, it seems like, especially on the walleye side of things, the bite's always better first thing in the morning or right there at the uh, end of the day. And when you get there at, you know, 11 o'clock noon, sometimes you're just playing with what you got. And I'm sure the fishermen that were there earlier were like, oh, yeah, I was pulling them out <laughs> left and right. Well, we talked to quite a few <laughs> anglers, right? And, and uh, the guys that we had talked to said the, the bite was pretty good up to Sunday, and then it was slowly getting worse uh, throughout the week. So um, some Sometimes it just you know, that's just the way it is, and you know I, anymore. I I just I just appreciate the opportunity to go. So um, it's fun fun trying to figure it out and trying to dial it in and, and uh, be successful. But at the same time, so we're we're to the point now where I did a little research yesterday and found that um, Glendo is at twenty four percent. That's okay. that's all the twenty four percent full. Uh, Pathfinders at twenty one percent. Guernsey's at seven percent. I mean, <laughs> right. we're really low, but then you got places like Alcova where it's at 98 percent and uh even let's see was it Semino I think was was still pretty 49 or something yeah, like that and so uh, that that water level I mean it is a pretty big adjustment yeah and in the uh, Alcova Reservoir is you know it's maintained for recreational use throughout the year so from May 1st to October 1st you know it's it's going to stay fairly consistent somewhere in that ballpark for the dates anyways and now they're going to start dropping that reservoir. So for the next 15 days, they're going to start dropping Alcoa Reservoir until they hit their winter maintainable levels. And then it'll stay consistent until next spring. So that water that's going to be coming out of there will go downriver and, and help supply uh, Glendo. So Glendo will come up to some degree here in the next uh, next month once they start dropping that water out of Alcova. But it's just kind of the cycle of what, what happens, you know, um, and that. Uh, the water uh, at Seminole and Pathfinder 
you know, that's concerning because it's quite a bit lower than it has been in, in the past. But, you know, hope for some good snowpack in the in Colorado and in the mountains of, that feed out of those reservoirs. And, and uh, hopefully we'll get them back up. And I, I noticed when we were at Glendo, again, 24 percent or whatever it's at, there's a lot of areas that you would normally boat through to get to a good fishing hole that's gone i mean you could walk across it now you couldn't really boat across it so. yeah and, you know we we didn't even go we we only fished about one half of the lake that's even there but you know the other the other half of the lake that we normally fish or have fished in the past you know we we couldn't even it's not even accessible at this point so um it's kind of neat to see how things how things transition. Uh, it looks to me like maybe the river channels just changing a little bit up in Elkhorn, um, which is which is kind of interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's just fishing. Again, we didn't get to go out nearly as much this summer, but now it's great weather to go out, and be on the boat, be on the water, get the lines in the water, and and enjoy it because it'll be frozen before you know it. Well, we got to we got to work that in between big game hunting, waterfowl hunting, yeah. upland hunting. There's too much to do, Drew. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a bad thing, really. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. All right, welcome back to the program. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, we had Jesse Caputa in here. Jesse was going out on her very first elk hunt. Now, you'd gone out elk hunting before, but not behind the sights correct 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 i this will be this was my first kill and and it was a successful kill and man you had a nice bull (laughs) i did i did um supposedly it is an eight by six for your first kill how many did you let go by before you uh you decided this is it um i don't know about let go by (laughs) uh the first one i saw it was one of the first days we were out there and i low-key chickened out and did not pull the trigger so so it was in the crosshairs oh it was in the crosshairs oh no (laughs) now did you feel bad about that after you were finished or were you like okay i'm glad i waited um, I mean, after I finished, the first one I saw it was not as big as the one that I ended up shooting. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I was very disappointed in myself the, when I when that one walked up to me because I was like, you know, I could have done it. Like, I, I don't know what came over me. I just, I couldn't. And so that kind of sucked. <laughs> but You told me when you got your bull that the nerves had worn off then because you had just had two other opportunities or two other bulls that come by, but you weren't able to get a shot off of that. Yes. Um, so I don't know if the nerves eventually had worn off. How my bull ended up coming about was the fastest thing in the world because he, we were in a little ditch and we thought he had run off. So Clay and I were standing up to walk away, like go back to the truck. And when I was standing up, I could still see the tops of his antlers just sitting there. And I was like, Clay, he's, he's still there. And Clay's just like, Jesse, take two steps and just pull the trigger. <laughs> and so I didn't even think about it. I took two steps up this trench and pulled the trigger. And then it was it was done. Like, I was just like, okay. After you made the kill, after you got the elk on the ground, he obviously probably didn't go very far, right? No. I mean, he dropped right there. Pretty much. He only, he kind of like ran off maybe 20 yards from where I shot him, which I shot him at 40 yards. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then he just kind of started like doing his little weebly wobbly and lay, eventually laid down. So wasn't too far from where I shot him. So when it, when that was over, what was your th- thought? I mean, because this is the first big kill that you've had. And you've been out there, your feet were hurting, your back was hurting, you're getting naps in anywhere you could. Oh, yeah. Honestly, my first thought was, I need to call my dad because he's not going to believe me. (laughs) And then my second thought was, it was getting dark and it was about to rain. And so I needed to get those packs as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. We got poured on while getting everything together. So freezing cold, chilled to the bone. Clay thought we were going to get hypothermia at one point. We got it out, though. You're very physically fit anyway, but it took its toll on you. Oh, yeah. All the different, was it the the terrain and the hiking and the the hills and the mountains, or or what was it that really felt the hardest for you? Um, I mean, so the first day we packed in, and it wasn't too bad. Um, It wasn't, it was raining, so it wasn't hot, which was nice. Mm -hmm. But then the second day, it hit... I don't know, maybe 85, maybe higher. And I was, you're packing around this giant backpack with the crossbow and you're in full-fledged hunting gear. And that was a little rough because you had to conserve water. So like, I'm a water drinker. I drink tons of water a day and you can't pack around as much water as I drink in a day. <laughs> and and it really kind of took its toll, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was so tired by the end of that trip. I After we got done... First thing I wanted was a nice cold beer. I was like, I, yeah. I need a crack of beer. <laughs> you deserve it after, uh, you know, getting a big monster like that. Oh, yeah. My biggest regret, though, is I didn't I didn't wear in my boots enough to go. Oh. And so I ended up killing that elk in tennis shoes because I couldn't do it anymore. I got those boots for Christmas a couple years ago, and we hadn't used them a whole lot. And decided oh these are perfect to go hunting in and they were not my feet are still have calluses and blisters on them and that's two a week and a half later if a young girl or a young boy thinking about going on their first hunt what are some some tips that you would give them just off of your experience um do some cardio prior because i think the cardio that i already do helps a lot so if you're already involved in sports and stuff like that you should be good um Definitely break in your boots. That's another one. And then wear layers because I was smart enough to have a long sleeved like shirt on, and then I had a hoodie in my backpack and the jacket. And with Wyoming weather, it can change in a blink of an eye. I've played a soccer game that had four different seasons in one game. (laughs) So that was probably one of the smartest things I did was wearing layers because being able to take layers off and put them on was super nice. Well, congratulations, and thanks for coming back and, and telling us about this. And, and I know that, you know, it's it's important that, you know, first-time hunters tell their experience so sure. young hunters can, you know, start getting into the hunter safety courses and, and start learning now. Oh, yeah. I think they definitely need to. Everyone needs to learn at least the background knowledge of hunting and fishing and outdoor experience. So, And, of course, you can do that through the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Jesse, thanks again. No problem. Awesome. Well, it's another successful hunt and a successful show. If you've missed any of our shows, you can listen to this show on demand and all of our others at the My Country 95.5 app. Next week, we have more great information from Wyoming Game and Fish Department, Brian, and other guests. 
Make sure you stick around. Have you 